Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry feathered or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Episode 24, Two Vets Talk Pets podcast. The following takes place between 4.45pm and 5.45pm on a wintry, stormy Saturday afternoon. I'm Dr. Robbie Anderton, and I'm uh, in, the, in the control room, and I'm uh, out on the field. It's the Jack Bauer of veterinary medicine. It's Dr. Lewis Kirkham. Lewis, how are you going? Oh, I love the setting, Robbie. I'm going well. You really set the scene for us. How's that? Did you ever watch 24? Uh, not really, no. Didn't watch it? No. no okay. No. It went too long. Well, Anything over a day. Episodes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anything over a day, I'm not in it, mate. <laughs> Cut I, I, out in 23 hours. Yeah, I couldn't do 24. Yeah, uh, yeah that, that was where you drew the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I watched the first um, the first series and like, it's when... After 12 episodes, suddenly the person who's been talking in a perfectly English accent suddenly has a Russian accent because they're, uh, you know... Oh, they spo- cost, spoiler alert. Cost-cutting, you know, are they? Uh, well, well, no, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 get, got rid of one and they get it out. No, um, because she, cause she's a spy and then suddenly she's, uh, you know, so she's actually, uh, actually on the take and it's like... Oh come on, you know. So this oh. I've had to watch this for twelve hours, and then suddenly this has happened. Well, yeah. this is episode twenty-four. Yes. So I guess you know, is that what you're saying that you know you sub me out and it'll be, uh, you know, s- some other person in here, like maybe outsourced to the Philippines. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Or, or, or we all good call centers uh, go Mal- Malaysia or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, maybe Manila. Yeah. Or shout out to all our uh, listeners over in, there in, too. in Manila. Yeah. yeah, they might have it on in the in the in the Telstra. Telstra Call Center, you know, yeah. they've got the podcast running. There you go. Yeah. Well, I, th- I thought Telstra said that they moved back to all their stuff to Australia now, trying to trying to overcome that. But you know, at least until people forget about it, then they move it back. Right? Again, so. Yeah. Who knows, yeah. mate? All uh, right. What, what, what have you been up to this week, mate? Oh, this week, mate. It's, it's been a diary week at the clinic, actually. Wow. Yeah, okay. A lot of lot of uh, help, basically healthy dogs mainly. Yeah. Uh, just you know, healthy dogs with diarrhea with a bit of blood in it. Right. And you know, it's just that classic case of the owners that, you know, they're not obviously worried about the, the health of their yeah. pet, but they come in, they have an examination, well, essentially everything's normal. Yes. Yep. You know, except we've just got a bit of diarrhea and maybe it's related to we ate something a bit funny a few days ago yeah. or picked something up in the park or you know, the in-laws took yes. the dog for a day was one, one of them, you know, and we don't know what was fed. So, yeah, right. But really that, that little conundrum of, oh, you know, uh, I really want to be able to stop your dog pooing on the shag pile. Yes, yeah. Uh, on the white shag pile carpet, which yes. must be really breaking that, you know, pet bond. Vintage 1972 white shag pile carpet. Exactly. Yeah. Or, or like I've got a, a piece of the MCC uh, carpet in the top bar at the, oh, at right. the, from the Melbourne Cricket Ground. Right, yeah, yeah. You yeah. don't want to poo on that. Don't That's want to, don't, yeah, don't, no. don't want the, the mucusy bloody poo on that one. That's Thank right. you very so it's much, got, doctor. got enough vomit and, and <laughs> beer stains on the Sticky already. enough as it, yeah, as it is. exactly. So, yeah, that, that's been the week and it's always a bit of a juggling act. I mean, I don't want to give them antibiotics. But Unnecessarily, some, yeah. Exactly, yep. but there's perception the owners want something. Yep. Um, and there's not a lot that we've got that can really stop diarrhea per se. No. So it's that juggling act of you know getting owners on getting the dogs onto a bland diet and, yep. and trying to explain to them look antibiotics aren't gonna you know it's gonna settle down you know 
say within seven days if if if, if we go on the uh, the chicken rice or it'll settle down in a week if we go on the antibiotics. Yes. Yeah. 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 All the same length of time. Yeah. I um I, I often say to people, look, you know, I, I could wave a trout over their head and it's going to get better, but you know, you know, if I send you away with some antibiotics, you're going to think it's the antibiotics are working, but in the end, the trout's probably going to have the same yeah. amount of uh, therapeutic effect. Exactly. Some magic trouts over your magic trouts. Sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the trout are fantastic. They're yeah. nice rainbow ones. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the rainbow, rainbow ones trout. are better for diarrhea than what the brown trout is right. because that's the just that that's just in bad taste. The brown trout yeah, is in bad taste. <laughs> <laughs> only for diarrhea. We've only just started here. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> right, what's happening with you, mate? Um. So, uh, yeah, gee whiz, you know, I've just come back from uh, just come back from a busy day at work at um yeah. on, on a Saturday morning. Um, and it's actually interesting you mentioned the um the the dogs with uh with uh the the bloody diarrhea we've had um or the 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 bitter diarrhea, bit mucusy. We we had that a couple of weeks ago actually. So, um, yep. so yeah, we've had we've just come through that now, and right. now we're, we're actually starting to get a flare up of a few dogs with um with skin allergies. You know, oh, starting starting to get a little bit of a flare into, up into of those, spring, right. which is weird. You know, because it's a bit early for those, but um, but we're certainly seeing a little bit of a little bit of a kick up of those yeah, guys. Yeah, so, okay. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, very good. Actually, interesting. Uh, we um. I've got a got a vet at work. Uh, uh, I'm sure he won't mind me mentioning his name. Or, yeah. Or he might after I say the few little stories has been going on. So, <laughs> so Carl, one of the vets at work, he had a bit of a wardrobe malfunction oh, during the week. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So, so he was, uh, he was, he said he was in the consult room chatting to, and I think he was, uh, I think it was a larger dog, and he was sort of bending down to examine it for lameness, and he, yeah. And he felt just down the side of his leg, just a, a bit of a. A, a sort of a, something in there, like he right. thought, and he was thinking, "Oh, that's a bit weird." You know? It's a bit odd. Yeah, oh, you know, I'm wearing the same pants as yesterday. That's yeah, it's a, a bit weird. Two days running, and he thought, "Oh, maybe it's a sock down there or yeah. something like that." And Left it, a pair of undies in w- there. Well, right? yeah, well, yeah. Oh, that was yeah. it. So mid console, apparently, he thought, "Oh, I better just pull that sock out," and he's gone and reached in and he's pulled out a, his his pair of undies <laughs> that he got stuck in there from the day before. <laughs> and I was like, Gold. "Oh my goodness!" So he's sort of running. Oh, I just have to go and get something. He's come out holding his pair of his undies from the day before. So shout out, shout out to Carl. He keeps us uh, keeps us all entertained in the <laughs> clinic. Is <laughs> yeah. it's like like the worst atomic wedgie ever? You know, it's just sort of uh, yeah. You know, well, I just went to try and adjust myself. I ended up removing all my undies well, without uh, taking my pants well, off. Well, he wanted to come out and show do a bit of a you know a stripper trick. And go, hey, check out this ladies. I was Woo! like, Carl, I don't think that's appreciated at any stage these days. <laughs> Twenty eighteen, mate. No, you can't be doing that Certainly sort of stuff. Not in the vet clinic either. <laughs> <laughs> Save for the consult room, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, what else has been uh, been uh, beating your drum this week, Lewis? All right. So, I've got a little article out of the Guardian this week. Yeah. Uh, entitled uh, "Pets at Home: Do Cats and Dogs Really Fight Like Cats, cats and, and Dogs?" dogs. Um, so, it, it's a little study that researchers uh, set out to explore the relationship between cats and dogs that share the same home. Right. So, a little online survey of homeowners from the UK, US, Australia, Canada and Europe found that more than 80% felt their pets were comfortable with one, other, one yeah. another, with only 3% declaring their cats and dogs could not stand one another. Right. So that's quite good. I'm not sure what the other... Uh, What's that? Eighty-three. Other seventeen percent were doing. It's kind of. I, weird. I, I think Rosie and, and Melvin might be in that other seventeen percent. Right. But keep, keep, keep talking. I'll, right. I'll keep going. Yeah, keep, right. keep going, and I'll, I'll talk about my my two right. you know weirdos in a in a sec. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But despite the general picture of harmony, 
The survey revealed cats were by far the more antagonistic of the animals. There you go. Yes. Ah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Unraveling the 17%, you think? There you go. Homeowners reported that cats were three times more likely to threaten their canine housemates than vice versa. And 10 times more likely to injure them in a fight. Yeah. Not that dogs seemed unduly concerned. More than a fifth reportedly picked up toys to show them to cats. <laughs> compared with only 6% of cats doing the same for dogs. Yeah. So, oh, you'll be a pals, hey? You'll be yeah. a pals. Yeah. Go yeah. away. <laughs> Back off. Yeah. 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 I don't want your stupid stinky, right. stinky yeah. toy here. Yeah. Yeah. Get Take out this of claw. Yeah. 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 That's a nice toy. Whack. <laughs> Bugger off. Go away. <laughs> so author Sophie Hall found that, that cats and dogs rarely fought like Cats, cats and, and dogs. dogs. While fifty percent, fifty-seven percent of owners said their cats hissed, spat, and swatted at dogs, and eighteen percent said their dogs threatened their cats. Less than ten percent of cats and only one percent of dogs ever harmed the other animal. Right. Okay. Hall believes the reason may lie in domestication. Right. Because dogs have been domesticated for longer. I'm right. not sure about that, but that sounds sounds mm-hmm. good. And are more easily trained than cats. Yeah. They may be better able to control their behaviour. Right, okay. Interesting thought. Yeah. It's easier for dogs to be happy around cats than for cats to be happy around dogs, she said. Is that just because cats are unhappy most of the time anyway? <laughs> oh, that's harsh. You're yeah. 50% of listeners offside there, mate. <laughs> I reckon those 50% is going to go, you know what, he's probably right. Yeah. Happy when I want to be happy. Yes, when I right. choose to be happy, I'll yes. be happy. <laughs> After pulling information provided by uh, homeowners, the researchers found that the best predictor for a happy cat-dog relationship was the cat's age when it began living with the dog. Right. One thing owners can be aware of is the age of the cat and to make sure they get the cat at a young age. There you go. Adding that under a year old may be the best. Yes. So that, I think that's that's actually what we always say, I think, mm. is, is, you know, if you're going to put the two together, yeah. you're better off getting getting a younger cat and or, or a younger dog, yes, perhaps, yep. as they're more likely to get along in that situation. And it's often the case, I think, owners might already, even if they've got a cat in the house that's an older cat, and you bring in a another cat, Yeah, it, I think it's more likely to get along if that cat's a younger cat as well, yeah. rather than an older cat that's got all its ideas about cats or its lack of in, uh, interactions with cats. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and then there's more likely to be a problem. It's already got its preconceptions, the older animals, Spot isn't on. it? Yeah. yeah. Um, Pre- preconceptions, but also possibly experiences where yes. either it hasn't had experience with other cats before yep. or maybe it's had some bad experiences with other cats. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, with um, – we had that – so we had uh, Parker and Melvin, I reckon they were they were probably about six when we, when we got – Rosie, right, yes. um, and um, uh, so yeah, the, the reason why I think Rosie's in that, Rosie and uh, Melvin are in that 70% is that, uh, so Rosie doesn't antagonise the cats, yeah. but Melvin absolutely will antagonise Rosie, right. so, so so when it's dinner time, right, you know, all the animals go running down the end of the house, yep. um, and if Rosie gets too close to Melvin, Melvin's going, <laughs> and Rosie sort of cacks and she goes, oh, oh no, help. oh no, here it comes, and sometimes he gives it a bit of a, you know, the, 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 the bit of a, you know, two, you know, no claws, but two punch combo. Yeah, you know, right, I love oh, that, oh, oh. where's the video of that? Yeah, well, yeah. I'll see if I can get one, and then, right, so then Melvin runs 
runs off and then Rosie's going, oh, oh, good, he's gone. And then Parker comes up and then oh. Rosie cacks herself thinking that it, and Parker just comes up and smooches up against oh. her. So they good cop, bad cop her. Right. Got a routine going, They, they, they do, yes. Yeah. So, wow. So how's that, you Bit know? Bit of Starchkin and Hutch. Starchkin and Hutch. <laughs> Star, yeah, yeah. And, and Rosie's Huggy Bear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, fantastic! Oh, good. So the poor whippet. But um, spe- speaking of the whippet, um, the um, the video of uh, Rosie's uh, dentals up on YouTube now. Yeah. So um, so yeah, you can I had a uh, look at that. You got you got a min- millennial to, to sort that out for you, mate. A younger, uh, younger. I mean, I'm not saying you're old, but just advising. So Josie right. helped advise me to work out how to get that on there, but it's on there, so you good can have a look stuff, and see mate. what we use. And uh, so it's um, you'll see it's from induction. Through to the uh, through to the end, and um, and I took a little video of her. She'd be only been up for about sort of 10 15 minutes yep. off the anaesthetic, yep. was up feeling really oh, good, mate. and then uh, eating her food ready to ready to rock and roll. So, fantastic. Um, well, we're still in dental month, aren't we? We are still in so dental good month, timing, yep, mate. yep. Well so, done. so you can have a look at that if you ever wondered what it looks like when we're cleaning their teeth off, you can have a look at that. So, yeah, all right, excellent. Now, I saw I got an article actually, my dad sent me this article, right? Fantastic. He's got a, he's got a, a uh, a, a new source of, of material, of information, which is great. fantastic. Yeah, yeah, so keep it up, Dad. Thanks, Thanks Mr. Big, K. Yeah, big shout out, a big big friend of the podcast. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. especially yeah. if they're short. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, <laughs> well, latest latest little comment was uh, when we were interviewing the guys, and I thought, oh, you know, how's how you enjoying the podcast, Dad? You know, I thought, oh, you tell me it's a great interview. Yep. You know, we interviewed the, the specialist. Uh, his comment was, I really like the introduction music. <laughs> I told you that was good intro music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So you love introduction. So thanks, Dad. You know we put hours into the material, but, but you know, ten minutes of a little editing with a little bit of music and uh, and uh, maybe it woke him up. Yeah. So this is an article in the Age. Um, yes. You know you've probably you've probably heard of, of blood donors or yes. heard of, you know human bone donors. marrow donors. Yeah. Yep. Canine the canine blood bank down yep. at the Uvet down at Werribee in, yep. in Melbourne. Well, this one is Donor Feathers. Right. Wise Call is the article. Okay. So a Brisbane veterinary clinic has used donor feathers glued in place to give an injured tawny frog mouth a new life on the wing. Right. There you go. The wild tawny frog mouth, which is, I think they're an owl, aren't they? Uh, well, we'd have to. I, 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 I refer to 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 Doc, Doctor Doctor Francisco. I think specialist. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. He knows about birds. Yeah, pretty sure. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. So Especially tawny frog mouth. He'd be all over that. Yeah, he'll get us on Instagram if we got it wrong. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> so a, a, a frog mouth was found tangled in a barbed wire fence in southeast Queensland and taken to. Well, we won't mention the clinic because we don't want to give him a plug. Yeah. Yeah, will we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, Brisbane Bird and Exotics Veterinary Services. There we go. Slopes, with several key wing feathers broken behind repair. Right. So obviously with the wing feathers, they can't fly. Yes. With months of stress or rehabilitation ahead, if the bird was kept waiting for the broken feathers to molt out and regrow, the clinic instead used feathers from another tawny frog mouth to repair the wing. Right. Good effort. Yeah. Like this a lot. Wing donor. Certainly. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. I heard of this at, at vet school, but never, you know, it's good to see that people are out there actually doing it. There you go. So they've shared details of the procedure with a sedated bird on Facebook. Right. They showed how... And broke the internet. Possibly. Yeah. yeah. Possibly. As you do with your wonderful photos you've been posting. I oh. noticed some improvement, mate. It's doing There's well. There's no improvement there, oh. mate. It's, it's, you know. Don't yeah, be yeah. hard on yourself, No, I'm just, I'm just oscillating down around that one level, you know. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like the old uncle where you go, isn't it nice that he tries? <laughs> please, it's good that he tries. Please like Robbie's photos <laughs> on Instagram, everybody. It's really good. 
puts him down. He's like getting <laughs> So they, the clinic showed how tiny metal rods and glue were used to strengthen the new wind, wing feathers. Right. The tawny recovered well from its procedure and went into care for a couple of days to assess its ability to fry. Yeah. Right. It was to fry. fry. It, it couldn't fly. <laughs> so then it was fried. <laughs> <laughs> it was not. There was no pie made. <laughs> It was soon released back into the wild, and we hope it doesn't get himself stuck in any more tricky situations. There you go. So there we go. No, there's no frying of tawny frog. No mouse. frying of tawny frog mouse. No, don't tawny frog mouse are har- harmed. No harmed. harmed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> harmed and then fried. I'm struggling. Yeah. I'm tired. I'm so tired. Uh, oh dear right, mate. mate. Um, I wonder whether or not they could try to use some uh, some other uh, other feathers in there too. Like oh. maybe they could have gone Island of Doctor Moreau on there. Like maybe put like some eagle feathers on there, you yeah, know, so or a peacock's feather, peacock yeah. feathers, yeah, so you could just swan around. Yeah, he's like, oh, these are the hottest looking uh, frogmouth in town. Yeah, it look like Boy George, I reckon. If you're Tawny Frogmouth, then with a little bit of Boy George flair on yeah. one uh, on one wing, yeah, or a bit of right. Priscilla Queen of the Desert going oh, on. Oh, nice, yeah, yeah. Especially out in the back blocks of Queensland, yeah, yeah that'd be alright. I'm sitting on the back of the truck, on the back of the bus. That's where it was filmed, wasn't it? Well, I think it was somewhere, somewhere around like there. that, yeah. deep in the outback, deep in the yeah, outback. on the top of the bus. Very deep in the outback. (laughs) (laughs) All right, mate, you better better move on, I reckon. All right, no problems at all. Um, Do you want to head straight on the disclaimer and we'll... uh uh, how are we going? Oh, no, give us a Yeah, yeah, no problems at all. So, so, yeah, I um, I was having a look through and um, there's, uh, so we've got the, the state election coming up in Victoria at the end of the year and there's um, talk about trying to get re- rental reforms in to try and allow uh, renters to try and have pets a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, now, I think this is really good for a whole lot of reasons, you yep. know. Um, the benefits of pet ownership are well known. You yes. know, they make people healthier, they make people happier, improves their mental health. It's good for your kids. Yeah, it's good. good. It's good, good for, for the heart. Vet. Yeah, yep. good for your heart. Yep, it's good for the veterinary industry because you know it is becoming harder and harder and harder for people to own homes. And so that if you know if the only time where you can own pets is when you own a home, it means that there's less people that have the opportunity of being able to own. Yes, pets. yes. So I think this is something that really needs to be um, really needs to go through. So if you are a renter. Yep. Or you know people that are renters, or you think this is something that's really important, start hitting up your local state member here in Victoria before, um, you know, do it soon, do it yep. before the elections come up, because this legislation really should pass. You yep. know, um, there's a few people, you know, there's a few naysayers over the other side, you know, going, oh, well, it's going to, it's going to be harder for, um, for, uh, for landlords and things like that. You know, you know what, take a, take a hot, take a bigger, um, uh, what do they call it? Um, when you've got to pay your money, a bigger bond, you know, increase the bond, yes. you know. Um, yep. One thing that I was thinking, get a, um, a letter from the, the people's vets to say that these animals yes. have been cared yes. for, you yeah. know. Because often get asked, right, particularly being, you know, behaviour, stuff that I've, you know, that being the qualification of behaviour, I often get asked to write those sort of letters for yeah. people to yeah. in the hope that the, it will turn the landlords around and, and uh, you know, mean they'll take pets on board. Because the thing is, if you've got a, you know, if you've got a potential tenant that has been to the vet all the time, they've done all the things, if the vet says, these animals have been in to see us all the time, they're doing all the preventatives, chances are that is a person who's probably going to be a good tenant yes. too, you know. Yes. So, um, so I think it is in, it's in, landlords interests to try and get these people in 
if they're going to jack up the prices of rent, then I think they're just you know they're they're bums to take a you know a line from from Bob Hawke, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, and and you know in reality, I think it's a good thing all round. So I, I do hope that the government either gets it through, or if there is a change of government, that then soon after, then the next mob um, actually get in there and actually get this through because I think this is is is. This is all upside. So, um, you know, there's, there's an article on, um, on ABC about um, uh, ABC.net I'll, I'll link through to about people saying that, yeah, they're, they've had trouble trying to get through, like people that want to um, uh, adopt greyhounds and things like that, but their landlords won't do it. They're offering more for bonds and all that sort of stuff, and the landlords are just playing yeah. hardball. So, yeah. so I think um, I, I think it is, it is something that is well and truly doable. So if it's something that you believe in too, send a message to your local member let's try and get this thing across the board because i think i think it's really really good right good stuff yeah. mate so good good political soapbox there but there you yeah, go i'll go, go get, off the, get off my yeah. dog whistling yeah, yeah that's right what do we, what, what do you got next uh, a religious uh, something something religious that's right yeah actually yeah. i do yeah, know, yeah. i'm just gonna yeah. walk up to the pulpit here and, you know <laughs> <laughs> put all on right. my cardinal's hat all, all, all the things all the things we shouldn't touch eh? politics religion it's uh yeah <laughs> It's all coming in the yeah, podcast. Yeah. Let's get a disclaimer, right, Oregon. All, all advice on this show is general in nature, so please consult your veterinarian before following any advice for your pet. We do our best to provide the most up-to-date information, but as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing, please let us know if we have missed anything or if you need any clarification. What have you got uh, to jump on your soapbox and yodel at us this week, <laughs> Lewis? Well, mate, I um, something we talk about probably every day, I reckon, Yeah, is toilet training your puppy. Oh, booyah, gold topic. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I... You know, I've got, a, I suppose, a bit of a little rote in my head that I go through and talk to owners about, and I thought I might share that with the listeners. Go for it. So, you know, a lot of people come and they've got... uh, You know, they've had the puppy for a few weeks. Yes. And they've got all different ideas. They've been on the net, you know. They've listened to the breeder. They've listened to the pet shop who sold them... Upsold them on five or six different things that are supposedly going to help them call it in the correct spot. But look, I, I... you know, I like to take it back to simple to owners. And the first thing I always ask owners is, where do you want the puppy to go to the toilet when it's an adult dog? Love it. Yeah. You know, because you know, owners often say, oh, we're trying to put them on the pee mats. Yeah. But, you know, we've got a pee mat outside. We've got a pee mat in the laundry. We've got a pee mat in the bathroom. And, and then, you know, but then we've got some newspaper and then we've got this. And it's sort of like, well, there's some confusion going on there. If you're yeah. training the dog to go to a pee mat, onto the pee mat inside then, okay, you've got to train it to use the PMAT inside. But then when you're deciding, no, I actually want it to go outside to go to the tort, you then got to do a second training yep. to train the dog to go to maybe a PMAT outside. Extra and steps. And then a third training to say, don't go on the PMAT anymore, now go on the grass outside. Yeah, yeah. So my preference is you've got you know, one sort of opportunity and yep. choose. It doesn't matter where that is. Yeah. That can be inside on your favourite pillow you want the dog to pull a wee on. If that's, <laughs> if that's what rocks your boat. If that's what you want, go for it. It can be in the bathtub. It can be in the shower. It can be yes. wherever you choose. Yeah. But go from that day one and say, this is the spot we want the dog to go to yeah. when we're older. And and there's sort of, you know, there's four times when they're most likely to go to the toilet. Yep. Uh, it's after about twenty within about twenty minutes of eating. Yep. Uh, about twenty minutes of playing. Yep. When they first wake up from sleeping. Yep. Um, and also what I call release from confinement. So right. maybe if you've had them in the laundry overnight, or yeah. they're in the, their crate, maybe that you're doing crate training, or they're in another room and you open that door, that's a perfect time. That's sort of a release mechanism. They're yep. going to go. 
oh, I need to go. Now to I've got to go. Yeah. Exactly. So, I didn't so, have to go before, but now I really, really do. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah. <laughs> so it, at those times, what I say to owners is actually put the dog in, regardless of the size and their age, a collar and lead. Yep. You know, it might be, if it's a really small dog, you might be looking at a little cat collar or yeah. something like that. Obviously, if it's a bigger dog, just a regular collar. And on a lead, and you go to the spot that you want them to go. Yep. And you stand there holding the lead and watching the dog. Yep. You know, the classic case is, oh, I take the dog outside every time they want to go to the toilet. Sh- sure. So you take them outside and what happens? Well, I get stuck on the phone or I get sidetracked, you know, commenting on, on Robbie's photos on Instagram <laughs> and liking all these photos. And then uh, and then I you know, lose track and the dog does a poo or a wee behind the bush. Yeah. And we totally lose that opportunity to reward the dog. When yeah, they go. gotcha. So on the lead and the collar and the dog does a poo or a wee. And you reward it with something really tasty. You know, yeah. It might be a bit of chicken. It might be a liver treat. You know, just good dog, good puppy. Let them know they've done the right thing. Yeah, yeah. And bang straight into them as soon as they've sort of done that. So you're really trying to just tell them that was the good spot to go. Yeah. You're feeling better because you've relieved yourself, but I'm going to make you feel even better by giving you a, a, a food reward. Yeah. Let, let, let's compound that good feeling you've got because now you're not busting anymore with more endorphins yeah. by having something to Giving eat. Giving you a really tasty food reward. So something yeah. really tasty that they love. And, and then owners often say, yeah, I, I do that. I'm out there for 20 minutes. And then as soon as I come inside, let them off the lead, they often wee inside. Yeah. And look, that's a really common thing. And look, I say to owners, you know, set a little timer up on your yep. phone for an hour when you're home timer goes off go oh right i'm gonna give the dog a chance to go outside yeah lead and collar or, or go, to the, go to the spot that you want them to go to yeah. so um so you put them on the lead and collar take them to the spot and when that timer goes off and then again if they're going to the toilet you reward them with a food reward and, yeah. and a good dog good dog sort of thing you know similar to this in the olden days there's a lot of stuff about rubbing their nose in <sighs> it or, yep. or punishment type yep. stuff and and, you know, if, if you find a wee or a poo and the dog's disappeared, yep. don't bring the dog back and rub their nose in it. No. For, you know, for any sort of punishment for dog to pick up on it, it's got to be within two seconds of the behaviour occurring. Yeah, right. But away from that, it's in, it's inhumane. That's right, you know, yeah. It's just not, not what we should be doing. Um, and you know, I say if you catch the dog in the act, so they're about to squat or cock their leg or something, sometimes a gentle clap or, hey, just to distract them. Yeah. And then take them outside or the spot you want them to go to, stand with them, and they finish on that spot, they get rewarded. Yeah, yeah. If you start, you know, if, you, if they um, are about to go to the toilet or if just, you know, and, and you yell at them or get a bit upset with them, what some puppies might lose is actually learn is not that I'm going to the toilet in the wrong spot, yeah. but I'm going to the toilet in front of you. And you scare me, so I'm going to go to the toilet behind the couch yeah, where yep. you can't see me. Yep. Or I'm going to go to the toilet hiding somewhere in the other room when you're not there. Yep. And that's often why we find puppies often end up going the wrong side because they've got a fright in front of their owners. Yes. So really try and go easy on them and realise they're learning. Yeah. And it can take you know, up to six months for some dogs to be fully sort of toilet trained. Yeah. Six to nine months, it really, d- depending depending on the dog. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, an owner say, look, I haven't got a doggy. I want the dog to go outside, but I haven't got a doggy door. Should yep. I get a doggy door? Well, yes, you could get a doggy door. It's an option. Yeah. 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 But you know, a lot of dogs over time learn some way to attract your attention. Yeah. Over time, you might find as you're getting better and you're rewarding them for going, say, outside in the right spot, those poos and wee accidents are getting closer and closer to the back door. Yeah. And it's just you're missing the cues the dog's giving you. Maybe yep. it's a bark. You went, oh, shh. Shh, Rosie, stop barking. Yes, yeah, We're yeah. Actually, Rosie's I'm saying, too busy watching Westworld. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> That's right. Whereas Rosie's going, I want to go outside, and you've just missed that cue. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of the times it's our fault. 
not their fault. Yeah, good yeah. one. Yeah, good one. Exactly. We're not listening into what they're saying. That's right. Exactly. And then at night time, you know, often, or, or if you're going out, confining a dog to a smaller area might mean they're less likely to soil in different parts of the house. So if you've yeah. got them in a laundry or a crate, and the crate, you know, or a baby's playpen or wherever you can find them, and you put in one corner their bedding, in another corner their food and water, and then a, a third corner can be a puppy puppy mat or a newspaper or or whatever and that that just means they're less likely to go where they're bedding and toilet and 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 food is yeah and more likely to go in that corner where the, where the sort of the newspaper is so yeah yeah just some just some really basic stuff sometimes i get owners come in and like i said they they bought the special pheromone in yeah. inverted commas stuff from yep. the from the, the pet uh, shop from the pet shop don't waste your money. Yeah. Don't waste your money. Puppy pee mats, look, they're great to clean up. Yeah. Newspapers, just as good, a bit yeah. cheaper. You know, if, sure, if you want to buy that stuff, go for it. But but really, it comes down to you and just spending the time with your pup and putting it into them. Yeah. And it's the, um, especially the what you were saying at the start there, Lewis, about the, if you want, you know what you want the dog to do right from the start. Yep. Yeah. And it's the same with sleeping as well, isn't it? When they're puppies. You yeah. Know, if, if you want to have the 40 kilogram Labrador sleeping on the bed with you for the rest of its life, then absolutely have the puppy, yeah. you know, the cute little puppy sleeping on bed with yep. you. But if you don't, you kind of got to make the rules from the start, yes. you know, because otherwise then you're, the more steps that you're trying to take in anything in life, the more difficult it's going to be to try and change. So yeah. eliminate those unnecessary steps as time goes on. You yeah, know? There's, there's a bit of a proviso with that sleeping arrangement stuff. It's good you bring that up. I had someone come in uh, last week yep. and they had a puppy and they, you know, they, for whatever reason, they decided the puppy was going to sleep in the spare spare bathroom. Right, yeah. I think it was the laundry. And they'd been putting the puppy in there and had been crying for three hours Wow! before finally settling. Yeah. So in that case, with that owner, we, we had a chat about it and they didn't have any reason why they didn't want the dog sleeping. But it, what I worked out is the dog was actually having some, uh, the puppy was having some severe separation anxiety. So. Yep. Yeah, you know, obviously, yes, if you put a puppy in another room, there might be a period where it's upset and whining and whimpering, but it shouldn't be longer than maybe 15 or 20 minutes because yep. if it's getting very distressed, and a lot of puppies do, there might be a point where you'd have to say, all right, we do have to change this sleeping arrangement where most likely the puppy's in your bedroom with you yep. and that can be in a playpen or on the floor or, you know... If it's a small puppy, it can't jump on the bed if you don't want it. Yeah. And and if that's going to keep it calm initially, then that's fine. But after it's been calm for a little while, you can actually can move its position where it's going to sleep gradually over a period of time. Yeah, right. And it, it probably eventually get it out to sleeping in that laundry or whatever it is. Yeah. But just be a bit aware that if you if you really got a screaming puppy when you first get it home and it's going on and on and on and on. Yeah. Just be aware, small percentage of them can have a bit of separation anxiety. Yeah, so. right. But yeah, but yeah, yeah that's that's a sidetracking. Yeah. I just thought, just thought we might mention that. that I mean, that's bit. probably a good topic again for another day as well. Is yeah, the, um, yeah, that we can sort of you know drill down on that a bit more because again, that's again that one of those common things that we get at that puppy consult of where are we gonna where are we gonna have yeah. them sleep, you yeah. know? And it's the same with the cats as well, you know. Like well, I've um well, we were touching on it a couple of pods ago about um about the cats. Like I put my foot down with Christina real right early on in the piece of right. saying. The cats are sleeping in the laundry, yeah. you know, yeah, and, good. and and she's got, oh, you know, but I've always had cats sleeping in, you know, sleeping yes. in with in the bed with me, and you know, one day when it was really hot and the cats were had roam of the house and they come and you know whacking the head at three a.m. in the morning, oh, yes, yes. And it's like 
yeah, you know what? Having them sleep in the laundry is actually a pretty good idea. Yeah, yeah. you're right, though. You got do need to set those rules early on. Yeah. Um, but just that little proviso about them not getting too upset. Don't let them get too bad. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. All right, mate. Now, uh, what do you got for us? So, um, I was going to talk a little bit about, um, try and sort of uh, pull the curtain back a little bit on some um, sort of uh, terminology that sometimes gets um, mistaken that we often bandy about because we know the difference and we just assume that everybody else knows the language that we're talking as well. Good um, stuff. And, and the big one of that is um, is when we're talking about um, about steroids and anti-inflammatories and what are the different types of steroids and what are the differences of them. So um, the a, a steroid is a hormone. So yep. um, and of which there are different types of steroids. There's um, there are uh, corticosteroids. So, yes. so cortisol, which is a hormone that is produced by the adrenal glands, right. um, but also a very common medications you know um, that we use for taking away itches and reducing inflammation and treating immune mediated disease. Other steroids, you can have sex-related hormone steroids, so which are more along your lines of your anabolic steroids. So anabolic steroids are different to corticosteroids. Right. Anabolic steroids are ones anabolic, as in the name anabolic, is is to build. Yeah. You know? Big so, Ben Johnson, eighty-eight, uh, ninety-eight Olympics. Oh, not no, sure. Not, not uh, ninety-two at Barcelona. Barcelona. Yeah. Eighty-eight. 90. Might have been 88 in Seoul. Yeah, yeah 88, yeah. yeah, maybe. Or Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right, yeah. There you oh, go. Woo. Oh, hang on. Well, are you sure? Hang on. Oh, let's cut that one out. Yeah, no. <laughs> Whoa, hang on a second. <laughs> sorry, Arnold, if you're listening. E- edit point. Sorry, Governator. Yeah. Um, uh, totally natural. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just from eating lots of carrots. <laughs> um, so, uh, so, yeah, so, so anabolic steroids, those are ones that are used to try and help to, to bulk and build things up. And, and in reality, we really have very, very little use of anabolic anabolic steroids in small animal veterinary medicine yeah, these on. days yep. you know yep. um uh, back in the black and white days we used to use a little bit of anabolic steroids in in old cats with kidney disease because we used to think it would help them yes. produce red blood cells and try and make them build up and Who then we realized yes. you know what we might as well be squirting this down the sink because the cats have got kidney failure and that's just what cats with kidney yeah. failure are going to have yes. so um so if ever we're talking about steroids, most of the time we're talking about corticosteroids. Yes, yeah, in a veterinary know, sense. Yeah, in a veterinary sense. Yeah. Um. You know, very, very rarely you'd be talking about anabolics. Yeah. yeah. If you're at the gym, though. If you're and you happen gym, to be chatting to somebody, yeah. it's probably not corticosteroids, or, is it? Or if, the, or if there's a, you know, you're around the corner from the Comancheros or, <laughs> you know, you're maybe getting a delivery Finks. in the mail, yeah. Yes, that's right. You know, maybe maybe it's not prednisolone for your dermatitis. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, maybe not. You no, know. no, no. It might be something else. Something else that, that might require nuticles in the end. <laughs> <laughs> We're now, now with epididymis. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, maybe that's something we could do. We could go around to the Finks and see if there's a market for for some some nudicles. What do you think, mate? Oh, gee, was oh, if you're going to cut out my Arnold one, I hope we cut this one out too. <laughs> you're up for it, mate. I think oh, I can see you doing crikey, that. yeah. Um, so um, so that's the big thing between you of steroids between anabolics and corticosteroids. Yep. Um, now then the difference between. So if then we're talking steroidal anti-inflammatories and then non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. So a steroidal anti-inflammatory is like cortisone, yep. where we're saying before that prednisolone or dexamethasone or whichever of the yep. methasones yep. um, 
are a steroid that reduces inflammation. Yes. And it does that by the blocking of pathways. Yep. But then your non-steroidal anti-inflammatories are, are medications that are much more specific in the way they work. So a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory will reduce inflammation by blocking enzymes. Yes. But much more specifically, the, the steroidal anti-inflammatories block the same enzymes, but just they have massive effects on everything else yes. as well because they are non-specific. Just block everything, don't they, really? Oh, immune they, system, real effects. Immune system, they yeah, have, cool, have effects on your skin, yeah. on your hair, on your liver cells, yeah. the way your body what? responds hair? to insulin. Hang on a second. Yeah, there you what? go. As, we, as you look at me, <laughs> what's going on? Why are you looking up there? I'm still just picturing your, uh, your, 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 your shot from last week of where you, uh, you know, had that, that nice bouffant sort of coming out from underneath your Pat Cash style uh, headband. And the full mullet. Yeah. The full mullet. That, it was a beautiful thing. That, that wig's got other uses, I reckon. <laughs> I get many uses out of that. <laughs> Sorry, mate. You go on. Um, so... So non-steroidals. So 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 your non-steroidals. That's your anti-inflammatories. You know, so the um you know, your your rimadils and meloxicams and those sorts of drugs of which there's you know there's dozens of different ones. Yeah, yep. But they are different to your steroidal ones because they are much more specific. So because they're much more specific, they have less side effects. Not no side effects, yep. but much less side effects. And so different side effects potentially. Yeah, yeah. Ways. Oh, you can get. Um, I mean, I guess any of the even the steroidal ones, you can still have the same. Oh, but yeah. it's yeah, but, it's good thinking. Yeah, yep. Yeah. But it's it's much more. I guess you know we're we're more concerned about it in the non-steroidal ones because I guess you're probably using a it because it's much more targeted right. you know that you, re, you you need to be a lot more careful but you could still get potentially kidney issues or vomiting yeah. or diarrhea from the steroidal ones yep. it's probably a lot less likely a lot less common but it still can happen but yeah it's, it's it is generally a different set of um side effects your steroidal side effects drinking more weighing more you know uh, wanting to eat more you get a big pendulous tummy because your liver gets yep. big and all that sort of stuff your sometimes behavior out. changes too you see? yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. I've, I've irritability seen a, and aggression yeah I've, I've had a couple of people and when the first couple of times you kind of scratch your head going wow this is weird you know you use cortisone yeah. for ages and yeah. never have these issues but now there are some dogs that really yeah. do have issues with corticosteroids yes yeah yeah, yeah. exactly yep um so there anyway, that was it that was just a little a little a little sousant a little tidbit of um of uh, you know of steroids of anabolics and and corticosteroids versus non-steroidals love it mate fantastic look i think uh well we we went to the asav conference yeah uh, during during the week didn't we mate and uh Got to have a chat to a few of the storeholders and a, a pounded the pavement, saw what was new, saw what was out there. You know, get the finger on the pulse, Lewis, and exactly. see what's happening. Yeah, had a chat to some vets, some some old colleagues, some old mates. And, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, uh, you know, yeah, hit them up for a chat, didn't we? So bewildered by um a you know, what is a podcast and b why the hell are you guys doing it? But, yeah, you know. exactly. Well, the interesting thing I noticed is you talk to the older people, the older generation, press our age and older. Yeah, and they're like. What is a podcast? Yeah. How do I access that? Yes. Where, where do I listen to that? And you sort of explain, yeah, it's on the iPhone. But you go to the younger people and they go, oh, right, I'll subscribe to that right now. And you're yeah. Like, oh, yeah, it's just such a such a difference, isn't it, in the generation? It's generations. a huge dichotomy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. My, my brother would not know a podcast if it grew out of his nose right. and bit him on the bum. Right, there right, you go. You know, but, uh, but yeah, mind you, yeah, we've, there are some people, I think once you get into podcasting and you realise that... Uh, 
no other podcasts are as good as ours, obviously. Don't go searching yeah, for any no, others. Of course not. Are there you others? Know? I didn't yeah, realize yeah, there are yeah. others. What? You know, you know, don't, go, don't go and check out you know, this Ham, these Ham, Hamish and Andy hacks. You know? don't, Hamish, don't go and listen to them. Hamish and Andy, you yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hamish and Blandy. You know, don't go and listen to them. You know, didn't want us to come up and interview them for, oh. their, uh, for their junket. You know? Oh, I know, mate. Bitter. Bitterly disappointed we didn't get a chance to go and do that the yeah. other week. That would have been pretty good fun. Yeah, it would have been. Robbie, Robbie, just to give the viewers a view, we Robbie put in an application for us to go and have a chat to them about their new Your Story show. On True Stories. True Stories, sorry, mate. True Stories. Yeah, on yeah, Channel on, 9. Let's get it wrong. Yeah, yeah. Let's get it wrong. On <laughs> Channel on channel 35. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, and, and uh, no email reply, was no there? No email reply. Yeah. No, no, they, they, they I'm must sure have they, got... I'm sure they got a million applications, but could have could have said a thank you. Just a, just a nice yeah. little received. Thank you very yeah. much. Not as a, this time. Yeah, as a fellow podcaster, we appreciate your work. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe something like that. Yeah, send some of your uh, some of your subscribers. Sorry, so don't go looking up them. Yes. Um, but, um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's funny how, you know, the, once you start looking... Four things, yep. you'll find a bucket load of them out there. Oh, you yeah, know? there's um, a lot out there. Yep. True crime. True crime seems to be the thing that a lot of people like listening to podcasts. I with. like a bit of true crime. Do I you? Do like a few of them, yeah. yeah, yeah right. A couple of them. But, but uh, yeah, we went out and we had a chat to a few few people, didn't we? And we did, yeah. Got some weird looks with our two t shirts on, carrying microphones and headsets. Can't believe you made me wear the bloody t shirt. That's <laughs> <laughs> great, mate. Number one. Number one. <laughs> all the way. All the way. So, uh, so we've got a few interviews, and what we might do is we might. Uh, uh, just uh, we'll drop into maybe one of our first short chats that we had. Yep, yep. Um, and uh, and we'll, let's say we'll, we'll roll the tape. Roll the tape. Right, so it's uh, it's it's still happy hour here at the ASAV 2018 Melbourne Conference. Uh, we're here with uh, Dr. Sue Ann Choi here with uh, Purina Pro Plant Veterinary Diet. Sue Ann, how are you going? Yeah, I'm great, thanks. Fantastic, yeah, Sue Ann. I was wanting to ask you some questions about your probiotic range because uh, Lewis and I were at the conference last year at, at the uh, Farce of a conference up in the Gold Coast where we hatched this harebrained idea of doing a podcast, um, and uh, one of the vets there was talking about the uh, probiotics and um, I'm really excited by uh, what your probiotics have to offer. Could you tell us a little bit about them please? Yeah sure. So we are launching our new probiotic product called Fortiflora at this conference and um, it's a really great product. Um, it's mono strain so the active ingredient or the bacteria in the product is called Enterococcus fecium SF68. So wow. you're getting the... Right. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's a mouthful. It's a bit of a tongue twister, actually, with the SF68 at the end. Yeah, um, yeah we'll get Robbie to pronounce. He's, he's Mr. Pronunciation, aren't you, yeah. Robbie? Uh, yeah, no, no. <laughs> but it's important to know the genus and the species and the strain of the bacteria that's in um, a lot of the pro for, uh, probiotic products that are yes. out there. Yes, yes. And, um, you know, it's indicated for a lot of really common things that we see in vet clinics. So that includes diarrhea, um, that might be stress induced antibiotic induced um, it may be a, a lot of different causes also flatulence and right. um, it's it's actually a really good product for uh, palatability enhancer 
So it's a product that you can add into dry food or wet food to increase palatability and also restoring microbial balance. Okay, so what does it come as like a Yakult are we talking or is it a powder or yeah. a tablet or how are we looking? Uh, they come in a powder formulation. We yep. actually have a proprietary microencapsulation. Wow, so. <laughs> Jeez, he's pulling some words on us now. I mean, Robbie just sitting here standing days looking at you while you pull out the big words. In, in awe, Sue Ann, in awe, yeah. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah, so what that just means is that the bacteria is actually protected in a capsule. Right. And so that's why it can actually be stored in just room temperature, 25 degrees, and it doesn't necessarily oh, need to be refrigerated. Yes, great. Uh, and what happens is that when they um, when they ingest it, then they you know lose the capsule in the stomach, and the bacteria becomes available to the body. So essentially, we're talking—is it a capsule? Is that what we're sort of talking? Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that where we're going, or yeah, you haven't yeah. heard that one before? <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> Um, yeah, definitely. The, the, the thing I love about that, because there's always that thing of where with a lot of probiotics, that there's always that thing of, well, they hit the stomach where the stomach obviously is a massively acidic environment. Mm -hmm. And it's there being an acidic environment to try and stop bugs from trying to get through. Mm -hmm. So so in that formulation, it's kind of like a little spacesuit, is it, that protects that bacteria. So then that way it's still alive once it actually gets to where you want it to go. That's right, yeah. So um, that's another reason, I guess, why we have this micro-encapsulation to make sure that we are getting the bacteria where we want them to be and you know you have a lot more of these um, microflora balance in, in the colon yeah um, so yeah that that would be part of that as well and, and one other thing that I always because I think probiotics is going to be a great thing because yeah we're We've been talking about it on the podcast about, you know, not necessarily everything needing to have antibiotics, you know, and we need to be much more careful with the use of antibiotics. And the fact that there isn't a, um, a veterinary-specific uh, probiotic preparation that you actually know what is in there and that is backed up by science, you know. So that's why I'm really excited to see you guys here launching this product now because that's part of the issue isn't it with a lot of the other probiotic preparations is you kind of don't know what's in it or what they're needed because there's there is a paucity in the science behind it isn't there definitely yeah so Nestle Purina has um, you know a lot of studies demonstrating efficacy um, we also have a study that is showing that you know you can actually use our fortiflora with uh, antibiotic course so right. specifically okay. metronidazole therapy which is yes. a, a common antibiotics that that used for uh, a lot of unknown cause of diarrhea yes and you can actually use it simultaneously and the enterococcus vcm sf68 which is for the flora is not susceptible to metronidazole oh fantastic so yeah. talk about using things sort of together and i mean we have a lot of owners that they'll want to use their own probiotics you know they'll get the, get something off the shelf that they use themselves and they'll put it on the food you probably is that going to affect the fauna flora? Is it going to uh, is it synergistic, or is it likely to, you know, create issues with with you know different bacteria being introduced? So you mean with other um, antibiotics? Yeah, or? no, no, sorry, with with um, other probiotics that, that that people like to use. You know, a lot yeah, of, lot yeah, of, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of clients. So yeah. I think. Um, you know, you do need to know what's in the probiotic because right. a lot of different strains of the bacteria are going to have different effects. Yes. So, you know, there are some bacteria that's going to be synergistic and they work well together. There are others that's going to be antagonistic. Yes, um, so not work so well. Yep. That's yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, so you do need to know, I guess, what effect does this strain have 
Um, and, you know, we've done a lot of studies to show that the strain that we have at Enterococcus spicium SF60A <laughs> is very effective. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And what sort of dose, like how long should, you know, is it something you're recommending to go on all the time or is it like a week yeah. or 10 days? What sort of dose time are you talking about? So the course that we recommend for acute diarrhea is one sachet, so which is one gram. Uh, in the food once a day for seven days right. and okay. I suppose it's something that you could use as a preventative measure if you know that your pet is quite predisposed to diarrhea uh, due to stress so it could be used even you know before or during or after antibiotic course so there's a, a variety of uses that you yeah can okay and would you extend it on after the antibiotics are finished or you just end it with the antibiotics yeah so you could um, depending on the case and the severity of diarrhea you could use it and continue it on after the antibiotics for uh, protective okay. measure yeah. um, and you could use it during as well. Yeah, sure. And it's for cats and dogs? Or both dogs and cats. Both yes. dogs and cats. Yes. What about rabbits? You got anything coming for rabbits at all? Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> perhaps? <laughs> oh, fantastic. <laughs> oh, you heard it first on Two Vets Talk Pets. <laughs> Something come for rabbits. Um, so, I mean, we have products that are registered for dogs and cats, but I guess when it comes to pocket pets, you know, there uh, there's not that many products that are registered. No, absolutely, yeah. No, he's trying to stitch you up there, Sue. Yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah. So, no, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, uh, when does it, so it's launching here, when's it going to be available for uh, people to buy from, um, from vets? So we hope for the vets to be ordered uh, next month from Fantastic. our wholesaler. And yeah, uh, so very soon. Very good. Fantastic. All righty. Well, thank you so much for, for, for chatting to us today, uh, Sue Ann. It's, it's uh, wonderful and give us an insight into probiotics, certainly something that, that I'll be using a lot in the, in the clinic. So those little puppies that have got a bit of diarrhea or, or even older dogs that have got diarrhea, so it sounds like a fantastic product. Thank you most, so much for joining us. Great. Thanks for having me. Thanks a lot, Sue Ann. So that was great, wasn't it? The um, yeah, getting out there and uh, you know, with our media passes. Yeah, you I know. know. Aren't we how, special? How special do you feel? And you they know? let us eat the hors d'oeuvres. How nice was that? Yes. You know, the the, the you know, nice little beetroot and feta <laughs> number. You know, <laughs> probably. You know, yeah, it was yeah, all right. Yeah, you know, yeah, a little apricot and cream cheese, little almond stuck in the top. Quite a look that oh, one. That was fantastic. Yeah, you that, know? That, yeah, yeah. yeah. You eat with your eyes as much as anything. Yeah. Else. If Master Chef has taught me anything. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> and being happy hour, I think everyone was happy to have a chat. A very happy, yeah, yeah, happy, yeah. Quite a happy bunch. Very happy bunch, yeah, yeah. The vets, as soon as you get some drinks in them, then they're, uh, yeah, very talkative. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, we got anything in the mailbag this uh, week, mate? Oh, we're running short of time, mate. No, then no. Mailbaggy so we'll, next week. Yeah, excellent. So, look, everyone, obviously, we've got the Patreon page. Oh, yes, absolutely. So, so, please check us out. Become a VIP owner, a very important pet owner. Yeah. Um, you know, anything from, uh, we appreciate anything at all from, from $2 a month yep. to... To up to as high as you want to go. Swing us a couple of bucks or higher if you want to. That's right. And and look at you know look after us and, and help support the podcast and let us know we're doing something that you are enjoying. Yeah. Um and if you've got any questions, you know, um hit us up on uh, on Patreon. You can leave yes. you know, messages for us on that. You yes. can leave messages for us at two vets talk pets at gmail.com. And on Patreon, if you do get to a certain level on the on the on the page, we will guarantee to ask at least one question a month that you that you decide. Absolutely. So if you, you like our answers or want to choose a topic once a month, then uh, then then sling us a, a bit on Patreon. That's right. Yeah. So, so do um, a search for Two Vets Talk Pets 
on patreon.com. And you'll find us there. Yeah, exactly. But hit us up on the socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, wherever we're at, Gmail. Yep. 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 Two yep. vets talk pets at gmail.com. Couple of pineapple tins attached to a bit of string, you yeah. know, running in through your bedroom window. Yeah, you can get a hold of Lewis that way too. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Love it. All yeah. right, guys. All right. We'll see you next time. Peace out, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram or send an email to twovetstalkpets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at vetbehaviorist and more importantly, as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives, be sure to thank them with a five-star review on iTunes. Every time you do, a small, cute animal will receive a cuddle.